0: New to the living healthy lifestyle or a healthy living veteran, this is your place for honest answers. Naturally Savvy with registered holistic nutritionist, Andrea Dotsky and health journalist, Lisa Davis. Hey everybody, you know, running Naturally Savvy has been a huge gift for me and for everything that we do about educating people. But one of the biggest gifts that I've had over my career, which has been a while, has been the honor of knowing Susie Hewson, the founder of Nature Care. And Nature Care has been working with Naturally Savvy for many years. But Susie, who I'm gonna interview today and who I'm gonna introduce to all of you if you don't know her already, has taught me so much about feminine hygiene and tampons and pads and the importance of healthy living and women's health, but also when it comes to the environment and all the feminine hygiene products that we're using. So I am really excited to have Susie on the show. Susie, welcome to Naturally Savvy Radio. I mean, thank you, thank you, thank you for everything that you do for women's health, for the environment, just for all of our health in general.
1: You're
0: welcome. If it have been an easy time, it would have been easier. Yeah, I mean, you know, I wanted to really tell us a little bit about your story, because as a woman, I'm an entrepreneur, businesswoman. I mean, you've been doing this for a long time, I think more than 30 years from what I understand. And I'd love you to tell us a little bit about what inspired you to start Nature Care.
1: Well, unlike many products that are around today, um, I didn't start a business. I didn't set out with the intention of going into business. I was a teacher and a designer and a new mom, and, um, and I've been a lifelong environmentalist. So I've been you know, active with Friends of the Earth, Greenpeace, Conservation Corps, you name it. Um, and I became very angry about what I came to know uh, about the issues to do with logging, leaching of wood pulp plastics in the environment so I get very very angry about the fact that those products that we use every day and we use every month intimately were being produced using processes that were damaging to the environment in a very serious way that we've come to learn years later and also affecting our our personal health so um I started a campaign basically um Way back, as you say, 30 years ago, in the days before the internet, the days before faxes even, how did we ever survive? Libraries are wonderful places. So I just really just started on that, that agenda of how am I going to bring about change? How am I going to let women know that the products, the feminine hygiene products that we're using, are not only having a, a short-term and a long-term effect on our health, but of contributing in a serious way to the damage of our common environment around
0: the world. You know, I read a stat that women will use 17,000 sanitary products in her lifetime. 17,000. And, you know, what are we doing with, you know, for conventional tampons and pads? I mean, where are they going? They're going to the landfill. And that's an astounding statistic. But what I love about nature care products is like you're talking about, you know, the, there's plastic-free and, you know, dioxin-free, which, you know, maybe you can explain. You talked about wood pulp, you talked about, you know, the damage to the environment, but dioxins in general as well. So tell us a little bit about how nature care and what you're doing is really helping the environment in such a positive way.
1: The main well, main thing, I suppose, is that we're removing those kind of materials that contribute to the, that damaging influence in the first place. You know, it's taken a long time to for not just myself, but Technology around us to catch up with what we need to use instead of what is essentially a brilliant material. I mean, you can't get, you can't deny the fact that plastic is a fantastic material. Um, for the the ideas that that it was in, it was designed to to resolve, but we are very wasteful with plastics. We, we're using petroleum sources all the time for single-use disposable items. So, the, the, the first thing was really to get rid of that need for them. So, so there was a lot of work that needs to be done to find alternatives that actually function. So, the, there is this, this under, underlining principle that the sort precautionary of principle that if there's any doubt about a material that you're using, then don't use it. I mean, it seems like common sense when you say it, when you say, well, do we really want to use materials that will have? Some kind of impact on our health with with plastics. Of course, you've got leaching of BPA, phthalates into the body. Apart from the environmental impact on, in the production of the product, but you've also got this. What are we going to do with it at the end of life? Because even degradable materials. I mean, there are two different things. There's biodegradable, and there is degradable. The, the, the sort of the, the salad vegetables that you throw away if you they, they will biodegrade you won't notice them it'll become soil the degradable products they just break down into minuscule sizes that you may not be able to see but they still exist so there is hmm. there is this need to to think outside the box to, to develop products that are just as good and if not better for women to use but don't have this long-lasting impact on on our health and the environment. So it's, it is a it's a design process for change. It's a design for change. I mean, you, you can't just think, let's do the same thing. Let's just make something wider, longer, stick extra glue strips on them. Let's give them wings. Let's not have wings. Let's have shapes. Let's have individually wrapped. Let's not have individually wrapped. It's about changing the fundamental design of a product so that when we use it, we get the same great experience it absorbs it's comfortable it's soft. but at the at the end of life it's going back to
0: nature i think something that's important i mean you know we've been working with you for a long time Susie, and uh, you know i've been asked a lot of questions and i've done a lot of media and one of the things i noticed just a couple of observations for me so for those of you who are listening we're talking to Susie houston from the founder of nature care Susie makes organic and natural feminine hygiene products like tampons and pads and, you know, breast pads and wipes and all the important things that us ladies need and use on a monthly basis and a regular basis. And, you know, one of the things or one of the questions that have come up a lot, Susie, was well, do they work as just as well as conventional tampons and pads? I'd love you to answer that because I think there are some myths around, you know, the organic feminine hygiene products. And do they work as well? You know, are they as absorbent? So I'd love you to let's, you know, let's let's bust a myth here and, you know, do they work as well as conventional tampons and pads? Well, <laughs> there's
1: this 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 sort of lining um, view that anything that is not conventional must be less sturdy, um, less, less functional, right. because we come to an so the idea <laughs> that somehow by changing to natural, we're giving up something. Um, but of course, we design to, to specifications of the standards that determine absorbency of a product. I mean, you can't put tampons into the North American market or any other market for that matter if they don't conform to the regulations for absorbency. So tampons, for example, will be tested to 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 a standard that is common across all brands for how absorbent tampons are. So 6 to 9 is a regular, 9 to 12 is a super, and above up to 16 is a super plus. That's standard. And you can fall anywhere within that range. And our products fall in the mid-ranges of those things. So... Tampons function exactly the same. The difference between a cotton, an organic cotton tampon, and a, con- a conventional made with the synthetic fibers is that cotton absorbs a lot more slowly. It, um, this goes is very absorbent. It sucks up very quickly, and it'll keep on sucking. Um, even if there's only a small amount of blood there, it'll, sort of take, it'll take what's around you in the, in the mucous membranes that line, at line of the vagina. So... A, cotton is a much more gentle absorbent, but the end result is it will absorb the same amount of blood as a viscose tampon For pads, hmm. but- again, is this, this issue that I know that sanitary pads are over-engineered. I mean, you can—it's like it's like the most ridiculous idea that, for instance, for a pant liner, pant liners are designed to absorb. You know, Excretions, If you're mid-month when, you, when you've got mucus that you're excreting, that's what they were designed for. If you were using creams as a medication, they were designed to protect your underwear. Now they're designed to be a period product which is not what the intention is. As a sanitary mm-hmm. pad, you will absorb multiple times. You tend to look for weight. The weight of the pad should absorb ten times its weight. And that's our specification. Goes somewhere between ten and fifteen times the weight of the product. That's adequate for any period. Mm. But if you're absorbing twenty times or twenty-five times, you only ask the question: Do you really need to use a pad that absorbs that much? That you could leave it on for hours and hours and hours? So you're not really checking. You're not changing. It's they function exactly the same. they're not over-engineered. You're going to need to change our pad as you should change your pad every four hours. Every three to four hours. Same for the tampon. Every three to four hours. You shouldn't leave a tampon in for eight hours. If you if it, it absorbs that much, you really are using a product that's too absorbent for your needs.
0: Which I think leads us to an important point about you know absorbency and leaving you know leaving a tampon in for that long. You know, one of the things that is very known about tampons and conventional tampons is toxic shock syndrome, TSS. And I, you know, I conducted an experiment in my backyard, Susie. I know it's not foolproof. And for those listening, it wasn't in a lab, but I did something just, just kind of, just for my own, you know, my own personal interest. And I took the nature care pad, which is hundred percent cotton, organic cotton. And I took a conventional pad, a tampon, and I dipped them both into water and I, waited 24 hours. And then by the next day, the nature care, the organic cotton tampon was just, you know, it had it absorbed the water, but it looked the same. But the conventional tampon started to have things growing on it, which I took as bacteria. Again, I didn't send it to a lab to get, you know, to get broken down and to find out exactly, but I could notice there was something growing on it. And I took pictures and I put it on our website, Naturally Savvy. You know, but when I wrote our book When I wrote Label Lessons, I interviewed Philip Tierno, who's a professor at, I think it's NYU, and he was saying in all of his research that he's never once heard of anyone getting TSS, or toxic shock syndrome, from a cotton tampon, from an organic tampon. Maybe you could talk a little bit about that, because I find that pretty astounding.
1: Yeah, well, I find it astounding, because many, many years ago, back in the um, mid-90s, we'd been selling in America for quite a while. Four or five years, and, and I knew we found out that Tiano was doing this research, or he found out about us that we were selling into America, <laughs> and we were part of his research. Nature Care was the tampons that were in Filipino's research as as the Amazing. cotton organic cotton tampon, um, and he we were very much as on the understanding that if there was if there was a the situation that that his research would show any risk for toxic shock syndrome for nature care tampons we would stop making tampons that that was that would have been the deal well he wasn't asking us that deal but that was a deal i made with myself there's no way that i'm going to market a product there's a risk to women's health because this is the reason why i'm in this i'm i in it's my campaign um and clearly the research that he did um the end result was that the nature tampons didn't generate the toxins. Now, everybody has staphylococcus, not everybody, but a large proportion of the population carry bacteria on the body. It's there for a reason. It's healthy. Um, and some people carry staphylococcus in their bodies as well. And you, you if you cut yourself and that bacteria then finds its way into your blood system, if you have a weak immune system, you're going to get sepsis. The higher high risk that you're going to get sepsis. And toxic shock syndrome is exactly that. It's so um, you you look for the bacteria producing a toxin that's specific for tampon use, um, mm. and the end result was that the tampons that were out there in the market produced that toxin that creates mental toxic shock syndrome, and the toxin mm. was not growing on the nature of the tampons. This is a great relief to us, um, but also a kind of health prophecy, if you like, that we've taken that precautionary principle that we should not be using synthetics. And that mm. research has been the only independent research that's been conducted. And, and whilst he'll say that to reduce the risk of developing toxic shock syndrome, we should only use 100% cotton tampons. Mm. Mm-hmm. And to make sure that you're not putting your body into conflict with other ingredients, such as pesticides, residues. Lubricant, fragrances, dyes, whatever else is added to conventional tampons, and and to be aware, only certified organic tampons are grown or cotton grown without pesticides. There are no none of these additional fragrances, etc., permitted to be used in organic tampons. So there is this double word, if you like, use natural materials to avoid the risk. And don't use a conventional cotton tampon because there is, there is no need to expose yourself to those other things that are going to put you at risk, such as pesticides, organochlorine, dioxins that come from, also come from pesticide growing, as well as the bleaching process.
0: Well, I mean, the, the area of the vagina is so thin and it's so highly absorbent that whatever you put down there is going to get absorbed fairly quickly so and easily. So I think, you know, that's an important point for people listening, for all of you who are listening. I mean, I can't stress enough, and I, you know, I tell everybody I know, Susie, when you, if you, you know, for an adult, female adult, or even for tweens, kids who are starting to get their periods, it's so important to give, use our kids, you know, give our kids, use products like nature care that are organic so that you are avoiding chemicals right there because we're using it on a regular basis. Every single month we get our period. So if we could, that doing that one thing, we talk about eating healthier. We talk about, you know, following certain methods of, you know, if you're going to eat, you drink a lot of milk, you drink organic milk. If you're getting a lot of eggs, eat organic eggs. Well, if you're, you know, when you're using a tampon or a pad, use organic because we want to avoid all those chemicals that you were just alluding to.
1: You know, one of the well, questions, it another here. question. I mean, is- the, the, the skin inside the vagina is exactly the same as it is inside your, inside your mouth. So if you right. want to stick a sort of a, a viscose tampon inside your mouth for, for um, four or five hours, you'll see what it feels like. That's what, you know, it's the same environment and there, are, there, are very, there are blood vessels very close to the, surface of the skin. So anything that, if it's it's, you know you get over dormancy or, or irritation you get these little tissues in in the membranes and that's a that's a direct a portal into your blood system so if you wouldn't put a viscose tampon in your mouth don't put it in your vagina because it's the same oh, i like the that. same <laughs> pathway to the to your blood system
0: very interesting that's actually i like that's it's true right and we wouldn't so you know what what would you you say, I guess for people who are listening are thinking, okay, well, I understand that I need to use organic feminine hygiene because of the chemicals. And you know, the fact that they contain pest- conventional tampons and pads might have, you know, fragrances and pesticides, et cetera, et cetera. But what would you say that you have seen over the years that people, major complaints that people have had? And uh, before you answer that, I'm just going to tell you a really quick story about my mom. My mom had surgery last year and she, and I've been talking about nature care. I mean, everyone who knows me knows I'm a huge nature care fan. (laughs) And I was telling my mom, mom, you got to go buy, you know, nature care buy organic because she had to wear, she had to wear um, pads for about eight weeks. So she she had surgery done down there. Anyway, so she used the pads and she developed, she bought, went to the, you know, the, the pharmacy and ended up buying whatever pads she can get her hands on, the smelly kind that have the fragrances. And she called me one day and she's like, oh my gosh, I developed this chafing and all, you know, tons of like pain down there. And she's like, what could it be? So we went through a whole bunch of things and we're like, well, what about the pad that you're using? She's like, I, you know, I, maybe. So I got her the, the nature care and she used it and it went away. So that was her story of, you know, using a conventional pad. So a lot of people have, I'm guessing, allergic reactions, sensitivities. What are some of the things that you have seen women complain about over the years by not u- using an organic tampon or pad?
1: Well, I think the, 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 the common one with tampons is pe- people will almost naturally reject tampon because they feel sort of an irritation um, so irritation, soreness, as what well, not not just attributed to dryness, but but from the, the body's reaction to the materials that they're using. So if you take, let's talk about a conventional tampon, um, with or without an applicator, whichever, uh, a non-organic cotton tampon, just the conventional thing you buy in the store. They will have um, a cord of this which is bleached. It's a wood pulp. It's bleached with with chlorine, chlorine not chlorine gas, but chlorine dioxide. So it's got dioxin residuals. So there is uh, an amount of, of, of that residual there that the body's going to absorb. So long term, what do we know? I mean, Johnson and Johnson have just been fined four hundred and fifteen million dollars for contributing to a woman's cervical cancer with talc products. So what, what, we, what we think, you know, 20, 30 years ago may not be what you end up with 30 years end. So you don't want to be using mm-hmm. anything that's got a di- dioxin residual. Um, so then we look at what about the other things that are on a tampon. So the, the, the viscose is usually wrapped in a poly, poly, um, polypropylene and a, a sort of synthetic wrap to stop the fibers falling away because when the fibers fall away, and it only slows them down, it doesn't reduce it, those fibers stay behind when you take the tampon out. And if you go for a smear, you could guarantee the nurse will know you're a tampon user because they've got to take those fibers away before they can get a good smear. So so you sort of like leave something to be colonized. So that will also create some irritation and soreness and lead to, to erosions of the cervix. So that's those little portals into your blood system. So there, there you've got that dyes on the strings, fragrances. We don't smell. We, we, we don't. We, we, we're we nice. We have of smells. We don't, we don't have any nasty smells. If you do have a nasty smell, you've got an infection. You need to get it sorted at your doctor. Um, hmm. So there, there you've got those one things there. Then with pads, you've got synthetic materials. 90% of a conventional pad is plastic. It may look hmm. like fabric, but it's plastic. It's petroleum based wow. So it's not very breathable. So you get sweating. You get the heat building up. So where there's heat, there's moisture. Where there's moisture, there's irritation. It's like being a baby sat in a wet diaper. Plus you've got gases that emit from whatever the core is. And usually the core contains a superabsorbent, which again is a petroleum-derived absorbent material that holds whatever is sucked out of you um, and won't let it go. And if it's a foam, which is a new material that's being used out there, if you looked at the ingredient list for making that foam, it's so long you'd have to have a huge leaflet to get the ingredients on there. So we've got issues with irritation, soreness, dermatitis, um, rash-like symptoms. As you said, you know, like like a diaper rash, and and those things that you don't know is going to be ahead of you, the potential for damage, health damage in the future, because we don't know the long-term effects. Of these things you can intimate because it's been said that dioxin is a carcinogen. So, the more that you're taking, the more you're absorbing, the more you're holding because you cannot get rid of it. It's bioaccumulative, it sits in your fat cells and it accumulates. So, every time we're exposed to these things, we are building up the reservoir of what's in our bodies, it's not going to go anywhere. So, there are. Mm. There are conditions where people think, oh, this is just my period. This is how I feel when I have a period. It's just part of my period. Well, I'll tell you something, girl, it's probably not a part of your period. It's part mm-hmm. of the product that you're using, how it's changing your body's reactions to to your period. So there, there mm-hmm. are gynecologists who say don't use synthetic materials. Use pure cotton. Don't use phrasing products. Don't use wipes that contain synthetic fragrances and chemicals because you're leaving those residues. Wipe it across your skin and absorb into your body. So there is a whole gambit of materials and ingredients that we, would, we shouldn't be using. But then you have to ask the question well, how do I know, Susie? How can I tell if it contains this stuff or not? <laughs> well, let's see. If you look at the pack, is there a list of ingredients on there? Well, as nope. hell there is, I and mean, you look at Nature Care; we put ingredient listings and percentages yep. on our products because we believe women have a right to know what's in their product. But you go and check out packages that are out there. They're not going to tell you what's in those products. They don't want you to know. They don't want their competitors to know. And, and you need campaigns and, and like Karen Maloney's bill to try and force manufacturers to list their ingredients. And I would say if they're not willing to tell you what's in your product, why would you choose to buy their product? You're taking a risk. And it's a risk that you can't prepare yourself for because you have no idea what's in it. You wouldn't buy you wouldn't buy a packet off the shelf because it looks like something but you have no idea what's in there. Oh, it could be it could be this, it could be that. You might have some of this and it might not have some of this it. it's just it's the whole idea that we should be accepting this product without knowing what's in it, other than a vague idea that it may be 70% this, may contain this, or oh, this. So frustrating. It, it's not It's not a sensible way to manage our mental health.
0: It's not. And, you know, it's frustrating because when we wrote label lessons, we found out that the reason why ingredients aren't listed is because Tampons are considered to be a medical device, which I don't, we get because of TSS, but why pads, right? Mm -hmm. Why are they falling? What's that loophole that it's falling? All of a sudden it's a medical device. I mean, it is frustrating. So, you know, unfortunately we're out of time today, but one of the things I do want to, you know, advise everybody and share with everybody who's listening is go to YouTube and look up pads on fire you know, we conducted an amazing experiment and we lit two pads on fire. We lit a nature care pad and we lit, you know, Susie, you're talking about the foam. I mean, that was the Infinicel that we lit on fire. And within seconds it blew up. Like, I mean, like whoosh and black smoke. I mean, it's, you know, we, we could, we know that there's plastic in there, even though it's not listed on the, on the, you know, the label or in the ingredients. So to that point, Susie, Thank you for doing what you do. Thank you for listing all the ingredients. Thank you for making women's health better, safer. Thank you for taking care of us. And, you know, and again, it is taking care of us because we use these every single month. And even when you stop getting your period for women who are entering perimenopause or menopause, they're still using pads. They're still using panty liners, right? So again, we, you know, as women, we're using this for so many years of our life. So thank you. You're
1: welcome. And it's still a campaign.
0: It's still a campaign and we're still, you know, next time that you come on, I do have some other questions that I want to go over, but we're going to leave that to for you to go check out naturecare.com. You can learn more about Susie. You can learn more about the products. Susie, so just one quick question. Where is, is Nature Care sold like in US, in Canada? I know that you're in over 60 countries around the world, but if people were like, okay, Seventy-one! Oh my gosh, amazing! They're like, okay, where can I go buy Nature Care? Where would you say are you sold in grocery stores, shop, um, in the pharmacies, in health food stores? Where can people go and find it? Is it are those somewhere so on your so website? I mean, your
1: okay. favorite, your favorite natural product stores, obviously, there's Sprouts, you know, Whole Foods. There's there's a whole gambit of of natural product stores where you can go and buy Nature Care because we've been around for so long, we tend to be sitting on all those shelves. Some of the grocery stores online, you can buy them online from um, iHerb, Amazon. There's there's so many, or you can go to our webpage, naturecare.com, and where to buy, and they'll give different indicators there of where you can where you can buy our products. Um, there are it's sensible, sensible retailers are stocking Nature Care. They, those people who understand our concerns, women's concerns, know why they need to stock them, and if they don't stop them so just ask them. Ask
0: them to get them for you. Perfect. I love that. Thank you, Susie. And I, you know, just want to give a big thanks to Lily of the Desert for sponsoring Naturally Savvy Radio today. They're sponsoring it this month. They make aloe vera, and aloe vera has a lot of benefits. And when taken internally or applied topically, it has incredible healing benefits for digestion and soothing the skin. You can learn more at lilyofthedesert.com. I'm Andrea Donsky. Lisa Davis is normally here, but she's not here today. She'll be back next time. And you're listening to Naturally Savvy Radio. Like us on all social media at Naturally Savvy, at Andrea Donsky, at Radio MD, and at Health Media Gal 1. Thanks for listening, everyone. And please, please, please buy organic feminine hygiene products. Stay well.